Welcome to Life Quest Liberty, live in-depth conversations with today's top writers, editors, and spiritual leaders concerning religious freedom around the world. On today's broadcast, we'll examine local and international factors that may be impacting your right to worship and obey God as your conscience dictates. I'm your Life Quest Liberty host, Charles Mills. You know you're in trouble as a nation when people in high places start debating the real meaning of the Statue of Liberty poem. Whatever happened to the American dream? Does it even still exist? Let's talk with Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine, about what dreams remain in our country. Lincoln, what's on your heart today? Well, everybody needs a dream, don't they? We, uh, we also need to be realists. And <laughs> we tell kids not to daydream. That's true. That's true. But in reality, uh, life is made more livable by ideals, which mm-hmm. we sometimes call dreams. But things that are not a reality, but that you can make a reality by your behavior and your interaction with other people. Yes. And you're right, on that level, the American dream has been turning nightmarish lately. Mm-hmm. I remember watching on TV recently a highly placed U.S. official talking about restrictions that the government's pushing. I was challenged by one of the reporters mm-hmm. who mentioned the Statue of Liberty and its welcoming image that has been maintained for so many years and, and then started to... I think he even quoted the Emma Lazarus yes. poem. Yes. And the guy says, well, that, that was a poem that was added later. That, that had nothing to do with the original <laughs> statue. Well, it's technically true, but that sort of an answer is a slap in the face to everybody who had that dream and to many millions of people, I think, still living who uh, came from Europe and the troubles of World War I. Probably most of them are dead, but World War Two. People use that as their guiding light in entering this country of freedom. You know, Emma Lazarus says, Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses, yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, tempest-tossed to me. So to dismiss that as just sort of an add-on is not very good. Now, I haven't read this anywhere, but to me, this is sort of a funhouse mirror version rude as it was, of the normal repost in religious liberty circles to school kids being required to recite the Pledge of Allegiance, Mm -hmm. which has some rather totalitarian aspects to it, including an apparent reference to religion. And it's been pointed out that those words were added Mm -hmm. in the 50s in a response to godless communism. Yes. So there's a half-truth in the way this guy responded, that you need to see history, the context of history on all of this. But to pull the plug on the dream in its totality is just an amazing thing, but it is happening. And I was very uh, taken aback a few weeks ago, actually, while I was touring the world on my way to Australia yes. for a little hour and a half with my family. And I saw a news item that reported on, on the whole sports team from some uh, repressive, fairly obscure African country. They were in the U.S. and and they vanished. And then after a few days of the police hunting for them, it turned out that they were defecting. But they were undercover because they were actually making their way to Canada. And they made it very plain when some of them were caught that they felt that the U.S. was not welcoming anymore and 
the whole goal was to get to Canada, which which had an open hand, uh, you know, an open hearted policy. Well, I can say as I blame them, Lincoln. I can't blame them. Well, even in today's paper, there was a picture of probably Mexicans. They appeared Hispanic, at least, but from the back. That's the reason I couldn't tell who they were with their suitcases. And the legend was that these were people near the Canadian border, desperately trying to get out of the U.S. to a country that will have them. This is the reality of where we're finding ourselves because of some recent policy. I have actual friends who have come from other countries and are living here, and they are living in fear. They're afraid of the knock on the door. And I was thinking, what is this? Nazi Germany? What's going on? The police are going to show up and, and take you away and send you back someplace? These were not people who are here doing any kind of harm. They're just trying to protect themselves and their family. And I felt really bad for them, and I felt even worse for my country. What is going on? Well, it should scare people. Yes. You know, obviously, for 99% of the people living in the U.S., it's ridiculous to compare the U.S. to Nazi Germany right. or any repressive, what we think of as repressive countries. But it should be a wake-up call because this mechanism and the changed mentality that goes with it is not dissimilar to what is being done in some countries now and was done in Germany, for example. People forget that one of the things that was done to the, uh, the Jewish German citizens was their citizenship was taken away. They were made stateless. And yes, they feared the knock on the door and the deportation order and, and the whole sort of thing. And similarly, when that got underway, there were government officials who were very unhappy with what was going on, but they did their duty. Yeah. Bureaucracies can become facelessly uh, cruel if they're not careful. And uh, the latest issue of Liberty Magazine, we have an article of families being torn apart by these deportation orders. And they're, they're horrible. And we're not pushing in liberty for a change to the law per se, but there needs to be humanity and dignity applied to any situation. You know, even a criminal, and this is another aspect of what we've seen recently in the US, even criminals, until they've gone through the process and declared to be guilty and then subject to the penalty, they need to be treated with dignity and respect as fellow citizens, not gunned down in the streets if there's the slightest hint that they might uh, resist and not have their head knocked against the top of the car door when they're put inside the van, right? I just wrote an editorial for the latest Liberty, and I called it From a Distance. The uh, starting point for my musings originated in a, a huge Airbus 380, the double-decker yes. super jumbo. Yes. And we were, at the time, cruising over Saudi Arabia, having left Dubai on our way to England. The plane purposely went over Saudi Arabia to avoid going over Iran and some of the more problematic areas nearby. But I looked down and I thought of the turmoil that's evident in those different countries and the repression and so on. It was all sort of under a dusty haze. On the radio or on the programs that were being piped into me was a podcast originating from the U.S. that was titled, Is the American Dream Dead? And uh, it was rather sobering. On the face of it, here, Saudi Arabia wouldn't want to live there, particularly. Problem, certainly religious liberty problem. Yes. But we'd just left Dubai, uh, a little hot for my liking, but as far as the creature comforts of the modern era, the buildings and the glamorous super excess, you couldn't find anything more American dreamlike. Mm -hmm. And it hit me that, that in that regard, Dubai in particular and other countries of 
certainly equaled in some of the past. The temporal things that we equate with the American dream. Then I thought, is it democracy? Well, since 9-11, we've uh, drifted a little on, on the democratic freedoms that we uh, like to think define the United States and Canada. <laughs> is a more attractive destination for some. But as George Bush Senior said, you know, democracies, well, freedom's breaking out all over. Mm-hmm. And uh, even with ISIS and these other troubles, it's true. There are many free countries. So is the American dream in that regard unique? Uh, went through all of the markers of what we think of as the American dream. Individualism, not quite as it used to be. You know, whistleblowers don't get much uh, respect in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I was pretty much left with one very important thing that I think still defines the American dream. It's this yearning for religious freedom Mm. and the ability to, or the willingness to put some laws into place. But it doesn't mean that even that freedom is secure. When we look at our lives as a whole and we recognize the erosion, is religious liberty somehow uniquely more powerful in our lives if we lose the ability to keep ourselves private? That's one thing. But if we lose the ability to worship... Is there going to be a unique result of that loss? For most people, in many little subtle ways, their freedoms have been circumscribed. Right, right. No one's after them. And eventually, religious liberty will be restricted. So you can't separate it as part of the, the general civil liberties. But at the moment, religious liberty is apparently in good shape in the U.S. because the new administration have determination to support religious freedom, but I am sure already that, that it's not generalized religious liberty. It's, it's sort of an entitlement for a certain view of religious liberty. That brings me back to some of the worst cases, and there's always the worst of Nazi Germany. They were very entitled groups that had everything they wanted, yes. you know, even yes. at the worst moments. So we've got to be careful we don't confuse entitlement with general freedoms for all people. Mm. You know, Lincoln, I have a Statue of Liberty story. I'll share it here very quickly. When I was three years old, we took a boat from where we lived in the Philippines. My folks were missionaries, and we came back to America. And I had heard a lot about my grandma, my mother's mother. Oh, I was looking forward to meeting grandma. I wanted to meet grandma. And one very cold morning... I was up on the deck of the ship, and it slipped into New York Harbor, and out of the fog came this beautiful woman with an upstretched arm and a a light up at the very top. And I remember, even in in my little brain, I remember this. I went running to my mom and dad and said, Mom, Dad, I saw Grandma. And to me, the Statue of Liberty represented that loving person welcoming me to a country I had never visited. And I'm so sad when people somehow diminish the power and the beauty and the, and the majesty of the Statue of Liberty. And you're saying that that is happening, unfortunately, right under our feet. Am I right? Yeah. The game is not lost. And as a society, we have a great ability to uh, turn things back in the sense of what they could have been and, and more so were. You know, I know American history pretty well, and this is not the only time that the U.S. has turned inward and and become aggressively jingoistic. But given the global threats and dynamics, I think it makes even more dangerous this inward-looking exclusive attitude where we don't like foreigners, we don't like foreign views, we don't like foreign religion, or what we think is foreign religion. Mm -hmm. Yes, it turns against the image of grandma, you're right. 
and even as you were talking, something just hit me. There's a certain inbuilt irony between the images that the U.S. has projected to itself and to others. There's the Lady Liberty, grandma or mother, if you like, and then there's Uncle Sam, the hard sort of <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Old Testament God. <laughs> well, there's beauty in both of those things, and we need them both, but they need to be really identified and nurtured, not simply overthrown. Right. Okay. No, and, and these are figures. We shouldn't confuse the Statue of Liberty or Uncle Sam or the flag with the reality. Hmm. You know, you can defend the symbol long after you, you've allowed the reality that they're supposed to stand for to drift away. Yes. But back to where we started, it is rather troubling that a public official would so openly demean a principle and a, and a, and a dream that has inspired people for freedom and for liberty and, and indeed for religious freedom, because many of those refugees were refugees precisely because of the beliefs and the religious views that they held. Hmm. LibertyMagazine.org is the website. Lincoln Steed has been our guest today, editor of Liberty Magazine. Lincoln, thank you very much for being here. And until next time, this is Charles Mills, along with Lincoln Steed, inviting you to rest in the freedom of God's love. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about LifeQuest Liberty, call Three Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651 or email us through our website at 3abn.org. Join us again next week at this same time as we examine more of the threats and challenges facing your religious freedom. May God keep the flames of liberty burning in your heart today. Today.